0: Lady Bevan was discontent, peevish, fretful, tired, bored, irritated, and generally out of charity with the world. This was by no means an unusual state for this lady when awakened before noon, but such was her unreason that she felt inclined, at the very least, to throw something at someone. So much had conspired on this particular morning to further her distress— Francis's gaming, which was showing signs, to Lady Bevan's eye, of becoming a disastrous flaw, the dreadful spot on her chin, which seemed determined to pop out despite all her efforts to stop it, and the horrifying bill from her mantua maker, which had arrived only that morning with her chocolate. It was as she sat abed, sipping the brew and turning over the cards of invitation, that the loathsome thing came in sight. The third notice, after which a letter would be sent to Francis. The thought of the scene that would ensue should her husband see that bill totally ruined her pleasure in several kind invitations and in the letter from her best friend, Miss Iphigenia Pridd. As she cast the dreadful thing away, her ladyship's dresser, Bailey, came in. Lady Bevan shoved ineffectually at the tray on her lap. "'This stuff is cold. Take it away,' she said in tones of distress." the long-suffering Bailey removed the tray and disposed of it, then returned with her mistress's dressing sack. Put that thing away, too, and if anyone calls, say I'm dead or gone away somewhere. I have the headache, and I expect I shall be quite dreadfully low all day, and all on account of that dreadful bill. She sighed artistically, and sank back into her pillows, looking hopefully at Bailey, who very often had helpful ideas about situations like this. "'Bailey pressed her lips together unresponsively. "'If you please, my lady, there is someone already called. "'That is, ma'am, the lady says, she is your sister. "'But I wasn't sure, as she looked... "'Well, ma'am... "'Bailey paused delicately, unsure of how to proceed "'to describe the disarray that the supposed Miss Irvine had arrived in. "'Hyfall! Halthea could not be here.' "'It must be one of Francis's jests, "'for I doubt that Papa has ever let Allie go farther than the county border "'without dragging her back to Hookwell. "'And whoever it is below, I do not wish to see her. "'Besides, why should she come and not warn me in advance?' "'Lady Bevan was pleased with this stroke of reasoning. "'Pray, send her away and fetch me my salts. "'I am so miserable.' "'With a wave of the bill still clutched in her hand,' Lady Bevan turned her face to the pillow, and Bailey, after placing the salts bottle within her reach, left the room, wondering all the while how to dismiss the determined-looking lady downstairs. Downstairs, Debbins, the second footman, was polishing the already well-polished handles of the front door in order, as he said to Mrs Chaverley, the housekeeper, to keep an eye on the young person, who didn't look any better than she should if he was any judge of the matter. When Bailey appeared at the head of the stairs and gestured to him, it was with reluctance that Debbins relinquished his polishing rag and went up to speak with her. Her ladyship says she's out and don't want to see no one, be they princess or long-lost sister or the sweep. The lift of eyebrows that accompanied this declaration was considerably more emphatic than mere words that conveying the doom awaiting anyone who disobeyed her ladyship's orders. Debbins betook himself down the stairs to where the young lady was seated, drew himself up to his highest dignity, and was about to send her about her business when the young lady herself stood and began to address him. "'Well, then, is Maria prepared to see me? Keeping a lady waiting in the hallway is the most rag-mannered thing, and so I shall tell her, although in the state I'm in I suppose you might have cause to wonder—' "'I shan't steal the silver plate, "'and you might at least have offered me the parlour "'and kept watch on me there.' "'Well?' "'As the lady seemed to expect some reply, "'Debens collected himself and said in his most reproving tone, "'Her ladyship is not within, madam. "'If you would care to leave a card?' "'His tone suggested that she should neither care to leave a card "'nor to inquire further. "'He had badly misjudged his subject, however,' for the lady gathered her gloves and reticule, but did not appear to be moving toward the door.